0: Welcome back, everybody, to the From the Stands podcast. I'm Alec Wojak here with Alex Rodriguez. And yes, what sir. a week. Not for Houston Dynamo fans, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, Why I are we to, starting
0: off like this? I don't know. You just, never start off like this. I just had to start. Start properly. No, I just, I just wanted to start like that. I wanted to diss you guys and get into everybody else. Hey, okay, 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 I'm just kidding, Houston fans. You know I like you more than the Austin people. Anyway, guys, what a match week 12 we had it was rivalry week. A lot of interesting games went on. Um, a lot of shock results. I guess you could say too. Okay, I don't know. I'd agree. I agree. I agree. You would agree mm-hmm. on that assessment. Uh, also, before we get started, too, is uh, in this entire weekend, there was nine red cards. <laughs> yes. Nine. What fun fact rivalry. of the day? Okay, that is a fun fact. I I just had to make sure. And you know where two of those red cards came from, Alex
1: really, really
0: co- uh well it could have came from
1: um colorado philadelphia i mean there's two red cards in that match seems so oh yeah
0: i'm done i'm dumb uh i mean yeah okay so i was trying to get to the point <laughs> that houston got two red cards but you know it's complete it's on my note sheet right here <laughs> mm-hmm. it's on my notes between colorado and philadelphia that was interesting into a game if anyone uh-huh. saw it barrio shoving Former me um, yeah, what you know, he's representing us well. He's representing us very well. And that's what I like to see out there. But before we like get all into it, did you enjoy this weekend? Besides besides Bro, why are you still
1: coming at us? Why are you besides coming result? at us?
0: I said besides uh, the result. Okay, I'm okay, besides the, the
1: okay, besides the result, um it was great because I got to see Austin loose. Uh by I, uh I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but congrats. Thank you for being Austin um other than that uh it was pretty boring uh, i got to watch a very anticipated uh classical um uh, between la galaxy and san jose uh 2-1 win for the galaxy but it was probably the exact opposite of what you call entertainment it was the most boring derby or derby however you want to say it of my life um but you know i'm, I'm not sure if you want to start with another game but yeah Yeah, let's let's start with a
0: rivalry that is becoming pretty interesting in my eyes like if you just just go on twitter just go on twitter and you'll see it chicago and st louis they've already played each other chicago beat st louis in the open cup but then they hosted them again in regular regular season play chicago came out one nil winner st louis not looking like st louis has been this entire season i watched this game chicago i don't know what's going on the new man pretty good right new manager must have done something to them because they actually look like a decent team. I will not lie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what he's done to change the culture, change the mindset that's going on there, but it's pretty interesting to see so far. And, yeah, I'm excited to see Chicago bounce back possibly, even though they're 13th in the Eastern Conference. But you know what? <laughs> Baby steps. Baby steps. Had a terrible Baby start steps. to this Exactly. Had a terrible start to the season, and now they're pushing – st louis who's one of the top teams in the mls so far uh down the table because now they sit sit third
1: yeah i mean st louis uh of course we know had an incredible start to season Uh, i wonder if things are starting to slightly fall apart of course you you want to have an emphatic beginning to your mls adventure right but right now they have four losses and i'm not sure if teams that are at the top, start to drift like this. Mm. I mean, we don't particularly see it with LAFC uh, too much. Um, I'm not sure if we're gonna get to the point that we're gonna start comparing St. Louis to LAFC. But I mean, at this point in time, they still have time to bounce back. They're only about four points off from Seattle Sounders who are leaders of the Western Conference who have played one match uh, ahead of St. Louis. So, I mean, they still have time to come back. I mean, there's. I don't think they should worry too much, um, but I mean, I lost
0: to uh, Chicago twice in a row. It's kind of concerning. It should be concerning for them. And ever since April started, that's when their decline, if you will, started happening. One nil to Minnesota, three nil to Saint uh, Seattle Sounders. They did bounce back five one against Cincinnati. So crazy, you know. Statement win. You know they're trying to trying to get back up there. Um, then they tie Colorado. Out of all teams. Um. <laughs> Yeah,
1: Colorado's so weird. Like they, I, they're they're a weird team. It's like you throw you throw a little
0: dice and you kind of see what you get out of it. Exactly. Then they go on U.S. Open Cup. No need to talk about that. Then they lose to Portland, who they did beat earlier in the season. Then that's when the Chicago beats them twice in a row. So yeah. what I like about this entire like thing is that the MLS has been trying to push so hard the st louis and kansas city rivalry that's non-existent like non-existent at all and this is what i hate about the mls and all their propaganda and crap is like you see it on tv you'll see the they call the texas derby between uh dallas and austin it's, no it's not no it's not
1: it is I, not it is very much not um i bet you can I don't know why the commentators are saying Austin versus fc dallas is a texas derby when they've known since when the Houston Dynamo was formed, it's been FC Dallas versus Houston Dynamo, as a, known as a Texas Derby. I don't, I don't understand
0: why we're changing it up now. Exactly, and that's what I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I want it to be no, like not different at any in any way. It's two mm-hmm. massive cities in Texas that are competing against each other. It's like it's any any sport really. The Mavericks and the Rockets don't like each other. The Cowboys and the Texans don't like each other. The Texans are terrible. And Astros the Cowboys, and the Rangers. Astros and the Rangers. Like, I don't know. I don't know why they try to push the propaganda so hard on Austin. Like, yes, Dallas and Austin, we hate each other, like, so much. I don't – I don't know. Just mm-hmm. go on Twitter. Look at <laughs> look at our replies and all this other stuff. A little, sl- a
1: little off topic. What did I get off
0: topic? For? Oh, yeah. Totally forgot. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> anyway, back to uh St. Louis and Chicago. Yeah, we did kinda <laughs> go away from the, the main the main point of this uh this thing. Anyway, yeah, but they've been trying to push the the KC and the St. Louis due the proximity of each other, but the real one is between Chicago and St. Louis. I don't exactly know the full history of why they don't like each other, but it's pretty interesting to see. Chicago fans, I you know, that cringy TikTok that I saw, I thought it was gonna bite you in the butt, but it didn't. So mm-hmm. yes, congrats to your media team um for <laughs> for doing that for you. But yeah, Chicago 1-0 over St. Damn. Louis. Shakiri probably had the best game that he's had in a Fire Jersey probably the best game he's had this season. Um St. Louis they just weren't clinical enough. That red card definitely, you know, hurt their chances of getting back into the well, game. Well, look,
1: I mean, St. Louis still has plenty of time to recover. I mean, they they play Sporting KC next, and then Vancouver, the Dynamo, and then MC Dallas. I think. But Sporting KC
0: is, like, rising back up. So th- I do, I did
1: want to touch upon that because Sporting KC got their second win of the season, right? And they, they ended up bouncing back after their loss to us in, in the Open Cup play, and which now they're at nine points tied with LA Galaxy at the bottom of the table. Um <laughs>
0: So, you know, what other teams down there <laughs> we'll get to uh, them above me. them by we'll one, one them. point.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll get to them in a bit. Uh, and so uh, to win three nil against Minnesota is actually a, pr- a pretty big deal. Um, I don't know what's going on with Minnesota. Minnesota is also kind of, I would say, the range with Colorado, like you just don't know what you're going to get. Uh, mm-hmm. But to win three nil is actually pretty impressive. And
0: congrats to KC for putting some points on the board. Yeah, you're no longer the worst team in the MLS. I just wanna just point. Actually, are they? They are. Oh, yeah, they are. Well, <laughs> the reason I said that. The reason I said that is because that was before the LA Galaxy game happened yesterday, and mm-hmm. that's what. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Montreal two 0 over Toronto. I mean, it's not well like done. It's well done. Not expected because Montreal is seventh currently, and Toronto is <laughs> dead last in their conference. Um. <laughs> on 12 points but what a disappointing season for toronto i saw a video of a fan giving like his feedback after the game and he was actually emotional i was like that's kind of crazy for like mls because like you you can see it over overseas anywhere you mm-hmm. know a club like in this case like toronto would be in the relegation zone in any yeah. other league in the world and this fan is very passionate about what he's saying he's like like the players don't care bob bradley has to go uh I'm like, oh, okay. like we actually have a passionate fan in the MLS who actually cares about the results and what his team looks like on on the field. So Uh, I think what hurts even more is that that's their
1: second loss in a row to Toronto as well. Uh, They lost in the Canadian Championship
0: as well. So uh, I'm sure it hurts to be a Toronto fan right now. Yeah, I don't know what's going on Toronto because like if you look at their team on paper, so good. Did Did you see the stats by any chance? Uh, no, I can pull them up though. Yeah,
1: um, so Montreal actually, uh, they had 14 shots. Oh my gosh, Toronto, what Uh, and uh, Toronto, Toronto. Oh, wait, yeah, Montreal had
0: 14. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Toronto Toronto had two shot shots on target, zero, Montreal had six. (laughs) So uh... it
1: looked like Toronto never even bothered to shoot on target at least. Um, wait, you know who
0: is. I need to look at the lineups, you know, since I just have it right here in front of me. You have that's this is insane. You have Insigne, <laughs> Bernadeschi on the field. Yep. And you don't score at all. You well, don't have a I, single I, shot no, on no, no. target. I mean, you don't you don't have to
1: score, right? You can you can still get a draw, but it's the fact that you don't get a shot on target. I think that's the most frustrating part. You got to have a standard of at least getting one shot on target throughout 90 minutes as a professional.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't know what's going on in Toronto because, like I said, you look at this team on paper, they are super, super good, mm-hmm. and they just they just find ways to just disappoint you. Like, they're paying Insignia how much money? $15 million a year, if I remember correctly from our Messi podcast. Yeah. $15 million a year to do nothing on the field. Like, fair enough, he's been injured and all of that, but it seems like the Toronto FC project with these two uh really really good players is just not working out the way they thought it was. They also had a pretty de- decent off season. They mm-hmm. took two players from FC Dallas. I was pretty disappointed about that. Matt, H- Matt Hedges who's an experienced center back and I mean, he didn't even play. I don't think he did, but yeah, I don't know. Toronto, you guys need to fix it because yep. You guys are just embarrassing. Cuz you and should then... be like realistically Toronto should be up there like challenging. Yeah. Cuz like you're talking about one of the the better team for the last I don't know 5 years or so of Toronto FC and this is what you get from it it's pretty it's pretty disappointing speaking yep. of another shock result in <laughs> all this other stuff New York Red Bulls 1-0 over NYCFC who would have thought yeah
1: that? i i don't know what's going on with NYCFC there do you know what's going on with it's so yeah like you said it's so mixed um New York Red Bulls bottom 14th right above toronto i mean they're tied on points so it doesn't really matter uh, but to win one nil over your city rivals nycfc who are fairly strong even though they sit 10th it is the weirdest thing to see from nycfc it's so
0: odd yeah i don't i don't know what's going on with nycfc because like like we said they start off the season pretty bad then they sort of they started to get back it but then you go and lose the New York Red Bulls out of all-team, man. Like, the current state that that club is in, then, then just through the poor results on the field, like, it's actually crazy. Because they are 14th. They are tied mm. with Toronto currently. And yet again, they're only three points away from New York City. But looking at the quality, like we said, like we say same, same thing about Toronto. Look at the quality that they have on the field compared to the New York Red Bulls. Can you name one player on the Red Bulls? I can't.
1: Nah, I think only
0: John Jonathan Token. Okay, that's the only it. one I. That's the only one I know. Just because yeah, he played for the U.S. national team. Um,
1: and then adding upon that, NYCFC have lost now four games in a row, and uh, which the next game is against Orlando, which should be points they can pick up. But considering they're losing the Red Bulls, Charlotte, Toronto, I don't really know what's kind of next for the club moving forward.
0: Uh, keep in mind as well that like New York City FC has won the past 2 of the Hudson River Derbies. And like it's been mixed. It's not like one team dominates every single time. Like if you look at overall results, New York Red Bulls has won the most. Mm-hmm. And if anybody remembers that 7-0 victory at home at the home of NYCFC in 2016, New York Red Bulls put 7 past. I'm pretty sure there's like that was the first or second year in the league as well. Like I I think we might be a little too harsh just because the- Of those four
1: games, NYCFC has been away for all those games, Uh, and then now they're gonna go away again to Orlando, and then they'll finally host again uh, the the Philadelphia Union uh, next Saturday. So, um, I I think NYCFC has proven to be a strong. They're they're proven to be a strong side at home, but when when it comes to away, their form is terrible. And I think to be a you know like I said a top club. You need to win both away home and away matches. And if you can't win away matches or even get yeah, at least a draw, uh,
0: there's, there's only so much you can do, right? It's also embarrassing as well because, like, it's the like new New York City FC is fighting for their city because, as we all know, Red Bulls are not in New York City, they're in New Jersey mm-hmm. out of all places. That's like where that's worse than the whole Frisco thing with F C Dallas. I'm just saying about that. You're in a whole different state, which yeah. is ins- which is just insane to me. But New York City, I don't know what's going on. Like I said about Toronto, they need to fix it. Congrats to New York Red Bulls. You actually put people in the stands for your game. So I'll give I'll give them credit for that. Um moving on, Charlotte three one over Atlanta United. That, um, yeah,
1: that one I was actually pretty shocked about. Because it's Charlotte. Uh, like Well yeah, it's Charlotte and it's Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's sitting fourth right now. Charlotte's sitting twelfth. Uh, Atlanta, if they would have won the game, they would have been uh, about uh, two points off. Uh, no, three points off. Uh, second. So I don't. I don't. Atlanta's such a weird club because five wins, three draws, four losses. Uh, I don't. I don't really understand
0: why they're losing to, to Charlotte. 3 1 as well. I don't know. I I, like if you, anyways, listen to this podcast, I've expressed my feelings towards Charlotte and how they're the weirdest MLS expansion club that could ever have possibly just come about when there's so many better options. But it's a big win for them. It's a big win for them to get that over Atlanta. Also, I don't know why, if that's considered a rivalry, yes, they're close to each other, but I don't know. The whole rivalry week in MLS is just weird to me overall but like you said atlanta's fourth right now charlotte sit 12 uh sit at 12 and they're on 15 points atlanta's on eight like so close they're so close together so is the quality really the biggest difference i mean they did have almada starting and i don't think he did much at all for them but i don't know like i said weird teams getting weird results yeah uh, and, yeah. I, I mean,
1: the, the the other result I was surprised about was Inter Miami winning two one over New England. Um, Inter Miami is sw- coming back. I yes. don't know what's going on. I don't know They're what happened, back. but they've won five games in a row now, and I'm shocked because especially because you're winning two one over New England and New England is first right now in the Eastern Conference. Inter Miami now is sitting sixth, um, so i i i'm surprised i don't know what changed i don't know what gary neville said or is it Hosea, nah, mm-hmm. no that's gary neville is it gary neville? Which the phil neville phil neville anyways phil neville i don't know what he said to his players but Costa martinez
0: it, is back in form, bro that is like the key thing here mm-hmm. you have an atlanta united legend coming into Inter Miami had a very tough start. Didn't score for, I think it was like six or seven games or whichever one it was, but those two goals against Atlanta, man, they just boosted his confidence back up or something. Like he, he got something. I don't, I don't know what happened with him. He just got yeah, that yeah. dog in him, I guess. Cause yeah, he scores the, he scores the winner in this, Um, in the 44th minute Inter Miami, do get a red card later on, but it doesn't affect the match too much. And they pull away a two, one win over new England. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, Inter, Inter Miami is sick. So, like, like let's not freak out and just be like they're you know some terrible. Yeah, team. I mean this
1: this was a pretty reasonable game for rivalry
0: weekend as well. Yeah, but yeah, five five wins, six losses, no ties, uh, zero goal differential. So Inter Miami, I guess you have something to be positive about. You're below the you're below the five hundred line, but you know you'll get <laughs> back up there one day. Yeah. Um. In other news, LAFC win again. Bawanga scores again. Like it's it's nothing new. It's, yeah, what's it?
1: What's new with LAFC winning winning 0 over Real Salt Lake? Kind of what does we it expect. get boring?
0: Does it get boring just seeing them win every week? Pretty much. See, like it, it gets boring, but their schedule's
1: heating up now. I mean, they're gonna play. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna play three games and six days uh, against KC, San Jose, LAFC. Like, when's the last
0: time we looked at a team like this? Like, we know how LA, like, good. Excuse me. We know how good LAFC is. But have you ever, like, heard of a team possibly competing for four trophies in one season? Unless you don't want to cap the. in the MOS. I just just haven't really. Just four. I I mean, the only
1: thing that. The only other team that I think LAFC might be competing against is Seattle Sounders, but. Even then well, like, man. They're,
0: still, they're in the open cup. They are front runners to win the MLS again. They've yeah. played two games. they haven't played as many games as Seattle Sounders and they're only two points behind them. Yep. Um they're one point they're one game behind St. Louis. They're one game behind pretty much everybody else. Besides you guys. You guys have played the same amount of games to them. Yeah,
1: we're we're actually gonna play LAFC back to back in
0: one yeah. week, which is the crazy. Scheduling is weird, but yeah, they're still in the the, the Champions League. U.S. Open Cup, they're still in. I don't know how serious they're taking that competition uh, based off um, the Twitter reserves of the fans. They won against Monterey Bay with their second team. Um, yeah, a lot of the things are saying that they're going to play a really weaker side against LA Galaxy and hope to get a result still. Because um, their they're priority is the Champions League, which I think is fair. Because Champions League means Club World Cup. Yep. And what... MLS team doesn't want to go to the club world cup let's be realistic because I think like I said before they're the best team that is going to show out there unless something crazy and they lose to an Egyptian team like uh, well,
1: that's what I'm saying I feel like they 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 surely have that revenge about them to go and win this win this cup champions league and if they do is if they don't win it's going to be a massive disappointment so I feel like LAFC is definitely going to prioritize that over anything else you still have so many more games in the MLS season that it's it's okay if you lose a couple you might you can still come back and you know string a few results together but first right now i'm pretty sure they're prioritizing
0: CONCACAF Champions League win the trophy and then move on i think that's i think that's a smart move because like like i said it brings global soccer they get to go wherever i don't know where the club world cup is in 2024 but sure we'll find out eventually i don't know if the venue is out i'm not i don't feel like looking right now so if you're listening you can just do the research for yourself um touching on one last game before we actually get into the games i really want to talk about um, colorado <laughs> and philadelphia um yeah philadelphia pulls away a 2-1 win you know how mixed philadelphia has been and we know how bad yep. colorado is but the end of the game uh i forgot exactly what happened the ball was going out of play andre blake was going to get it or yep. like taking his time or something and barrios just comes over and just shoves him into the advertising <laughs> boards yep. you know something you love to see about the mls some excitement i feel like we're one of those leagues that doesn't have enough like action with like players arguing and like. Yeah, i think like, like physicality
1: quote- maybe like desire to play for the badge i think that's what it is
0: Exactly. Like, i think it's just i don't know maybe it's just pride at that point like you, you know you're losing at home Two one against a not not so good philadelphia team like mm-hmm. let's be honest but yeah two red cards uh in at a time um yeah i i don't know i was just watching it on twitter and i was like oh interesting like that's fun <laughs> this is pretty cool like, this is pretty cool like, what i guess that's what i like to see i don't like to just see a boring game like someone shoves the crap out of you and you do nothing about it yeah they, that's lame and you can okay. see that all over the mls but
1: hey so like, get to a different level so talking about fun games um that's such upon you uh your your 1-0 win over at Austin at Q2 Stadium in Austin I told you to go to the game and you said no uh are
0: you regretting it now not really no okay okay. I I don't got the I don't I don't got the money for it oh okay
1: okay okay no problem no problem
0: uh yeah man what a what a win like just honestly just like (laughs) what a start what a win what a just what a win you know um I I Austin like, with their one-shot on target? Dude, they had scary moments. I won't lie. Like, Martin Potts, their one-shot on target, Martin Poss just pulled out the most ridiculous save ever. And like I said, we would be so, so bad without him in goal. I don't know who scouted him in the FC Dallas scouting department, but give that man a raise. It was... It was a, it was a weird game. First 45, there was nothing much going on. Like, we had chances. We went forward in, in all of that, but... Nothing too clinical. Obreon had one of the best games that he's ever played in the FC Dallas shirt, and I've given him so much crap ever since he got here because of how just bad he looked on the ball and his chances and his just his just mindset on the field. But hey, man, pulled up with a masterclass almost, not really, but he he did good enough to be like to make everybody uh, in the fan base appreciate him a little more than we do. Um. But yeah, Austin get the one of their players. I forgot who it was that gets the red card. Let me just tap it on here. I'm not. Gonna uh, it was Ronnie Ordeas. Yeah, you're gonna say the name. I'm not gonna butcher okay. it. I don't feel like doing that. So he gets a yellow card, like right as the um, just right as the second half starts. It was a stupid tackle or what? Uh, whatnot. Then he just like puts his studs into Ibiaga, like yeah. It was a. It was kind of a weak. Tackle to be honest, like it wasn't really a tackle. He was just really late on the ball. But I mean, it's a yellow card. He gets sent off. Then all of Austin is losing their crap because they can't accept that it's a red card. Yeah. So yeah, that happened, and then that's when we just started to take over, like in terms of chances and momentum and all that stuff. But we couldn't just we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. We did have one chance, like Velasco's fouled, but he plays the ball out wide to a far fan, whoever it was. They play the ball back into the middle. The referee blows the whistle as that's happening, and Paulo Aureliola scores. And mm-hmm. I was like, dude, you're joking. He like calls it back for the foul on Velasco, even though Velasco had played the ball and we had a chance. And I was like, dude, that's like that was crazy. I was like, Austin just got completely, completely bailed out. Yep. I was, um, I was
1: like, and then and then it ended up not mattering because of what happened later?
0: <sighs> what happened later? And Sabling, who came off the bench, played like, I don't know if you saw the goal, Alex, but I didn't the see ball, the goal. you didn't? The ball. Threw I did. And, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. The ball through was like inch perfect. Like, I didn't think anybody. I mean, on it was right said, in Ferreira's stride, essentially. Did, but,
1: yeah but it was uh, you know. I mean it, it was a good it was a good run by Ferreira he he kind of just staying there so he stands there and then so he, he ends up he ends up going right behind the Austin defender gets right in between the center backs uh I forgot who your Dallas player's name was but uh he ends up slotting him in slotting Ferreira into the channel Ferreira takes one touch and then takes another to finish it and then back in the back of the net um, puts it
0: through Brad Stuver's leg yep. man and uh, the celebration it's kind oh, of the boy. best part.
1: The, the, celebration
0: celebration was the, up. the celebration was the best part. And everybody's mad about it. But, like, I'm going to give my two cents. I don't in know it. why. Why are people mad about it? Because they're like, oh, he hasn't done anything in his career to warrant messy celebration. I was like, it doesn't oh. matter at the end like, of the day. You think, like, when Hazardous Ferrer scores, he's thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to do the Messi celebration. Like, I'm going <laughs> to do it because I'm, I don't no, know. I don't know what no, people he's are thinking.
1: Cementing his name into Austin territory.
0: Dude. Like I just want—I'm gonna share a quick fact in a little bit. But look, the celebration—if anybody doesn't know—he took off his shirt, pointed it, like turned it around with his name facing the Austin fans, and just pointed it at him. Then you know, in typical Austin style, they start chucking stuff at us, at him. They throw vapes at him. They throw cups at him. Someone did like a number of how many stuff was done, and yeah, no, there's two vapes. They said two vapes were thrown at him. I was like, okay, well. Cool. But um, yeah, Jesus Ferrer scores. Austin loses their minds, they're, you know, complaining as they usually do. Jesus Ferrer scored in the 89th minute. I did not know it was that late. I'll be honest with you. I did not realize it was that late. I thought there was like a little bit more time. But I don't know. Maybe that was just because of added time. But fun fact, Jesus Ferreira has five goals in seven games against Austin wow. FC. Wow. If anybody has been I don't know. Jesus Ferrera is Austin FC's daddy they call
1: uh, him daddy i will give you credit you, you did have a good meme to send to the austin fc fans
0: which one that <laughs> just uh, jesus oh, the jesus as jesus as jesus yeah my girlfriend <laughs> didn't like that very much <laughs> i thought it was funny <laughs> uh
1: I, I think the austin fc fans will agree with your girlfriend uh but i think uh i want to cover on our game um oh you gotta let me
0: finish the austin fc thing
1: Okay, I mean, you had you had nine minutes of spare time. Okay,
0: go ahead. Finish it off. Yeah, anyway. So, um, yeah, Hazel Ferrer scores. Austin loses their mind. Late, It was either before the goal. Austin had a penalty shout. It was before. Austin had a penalty shout. But it was su- such weak contact. Like, he, he falls to the ground. Yes, he does get, like, a little bump on him. But, like, just falling forward doesn't warrant a penalty. It was checked by VAR and everything. The referee mm-hmm. that was refing our game is the one the mls referee that went to the world cup so i don't know if that can speak on his qualifications also is an austin native he is also an austin native don't know if anyone fact checked that either that either i also think that's very weird that he was allowed to ref that game but it's in the past i mean he did well so yeah he it is what it is uh austin fc did have a chance late on um martin pos collided with the defender. the goal was just wide open i was like Dude, no, like, no way. This, Like, this is going to be the most FC Dallas ending ever to a game. Martin Paz is on the ground. There's only one defender, and Austin screwed it up. They have two shots, and they completely screwed it up. Then it ends 1-0 to us. Austin FC loses their mind on Twitter. They all they bring up the, oh, this result doesn't matter. We beat you in the playoffs. So I was like, yeah. And how many trophies did you end up with last year? Zero. Same amount as us. Like, congratulations. But, yeah, big win for us going into, I think we played Vancouver on Wednesday. And of course, the Texas Derby on Saturday. But let's move on to the other Texas team that didn't have such a very good, uh, very good day. Um, Houston Dynamo. Yeah, one yeah. Oh. Lost to Seattle.
1: Yep. So we we lost one nil to Seattle. Um, this was quite frankly uh, a weird game because we got two red cards. Uh, I mean, Basse in the twenty-first minute, and then Hector Herrera in the seventy-eighth minute. The two best minute. players. Keep that in mind. Yeah, so, I mean, Bassey has scored, I don't know how many goals for us, but he's technically, I would consider, our best attacker. Um, and then Hector Herrera, our captain, everyone knows who he is. Um, Mexican international, red card in the 78th minute, um, which was actually really important because we faced, of course, getting a red card so early in the game. We, against Seattle, uh, best team, I don't want to say Was it a best, straight red? Right? It was a, it was a straight red. Yeah. So, oh, okay. essentially, so essentially, uh, he was late to a challenge. Uh, Seattle player had, had a leg out. And then I mean, Bassey, um, basically had his studs almost into a shin so you can imagine
0: that So it was, a red. Uh, it was, not, it, was, no it was a straight red.
1: Yeah. It was, it was straight red. I mean, some people were arguing that it wasn't, but I, I, I say it was a straight red as a Houston fan. Um, so going going a going man down so early in the match kind of set the tone for the rest of the game against Seattle, even though Seattle hasn't played well at all. Um, but of course, having a man advantage helps, and Seattle is the best team in the Western Conference. So we kind of knew how to bunker down, um, and typically we're pretty good defensively, I'd say, and our cohesion of uh, you know shifting from one, one side of the field to the other, making sure we're compact in the midfield. Um, But anyways, we make it a halftime, nil-nil. And then second half starts and Seattle is all over us. Uh, We don't create any chances. Uh, If anyone wants any stats, we only had three shots and uh, then we're on target. Um, And then Seattle... Uh, they they just kept coming forward. And it looked like every cross they were putting into the box looked like they were gonna score. So this was a, a typical Houston Dynamo performance. Um, and I, I was really hoping we get a draw out of this, and you know, we were doing quite well until Hector Herrera in the 78th minute ends up getting a red card. Um, which I thought was actually really embarrassing because I, I'm pretty sure it was his second yellow. Um, oh, it, was a, go- it, it was, was a stupid,
0: stupid tackle. It was a stupid tackle
1: as well. I mean, we were we were doing well. It was, of course, like I said, it's the eighth minute. So we were on the counter and we were con- we were keeping the ball. It was the first time we actually had some fluidity with the ball uh, in order to just give the players a rest uh, and, and not defending as much. Um, instead, Hector Herrera actually played a loose ball and he gave it away to a Seattle uh, attacker. Uh, and when he gave the ball away, the defender, the attacker was um, on the counter, and Herrera Herrera fouled him, right? So it's it just a, another second yellow, and which was stupid, which because we expect so much out of Hector Herrera and his experience. So uh, and then, lots yeah, of I, at that point, and then, yeah. Alex so was
0: also scared. Alex was scared because he completely forgot that I actually have a game on Wednesday, because he thought they're both can- well, one of them will be suspended for the Texas Derby. Hector Herrera should be back, so. I don't know. Maybe it's good that he doesn't play on Wednesday. He's fully fit for the derby. Yep. Cause like, I'll be honest, bro. I I want Hector Herrera to be there because he changes the game and he actually makes it interesting for both sides. I don't want to just be no uh, like two of your red card red carded players not to be playing in the biggest Our games Best players too. Yeah. Yeah, your best players. Like, I want to see it. I'm not gonna drive all the way to Dallas for for a really boring and, game. And like, that's what I'm I hope, saying. I hope it, we it win, but still. It was frustrating just
1: because Herrera is one of our best players and to see him get, you know, do such a silly challenge, it was, it was just frustrating. But at the end of the day, Seattle, they win going uh, two players up and they score just off a cross. Um, it, it, I think for me, I was I was proud of the performance because it looked like the players were playing for the badge. Um, we just have no creativity up top. So, as long as you guys, at Seattle are good at defending, uh, I, I see the Texas Derby
0: being an easy win for you, literally. Mm. And then, um, at the end of we And if we judge it on the, the last one that we were at, man... I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. And then... Like, uh yeah, it's, weird. it's weird. Nah, it's just weird, but...
1: I, yeah. I, I, th- I just want to add one point to Seattle. Uh, I think to to be a Houston Dynamo team, and you had a score against nine men is embarrassing. Um, considering you're top of the league with 23 points, um, I, I I don't really know what's next for your club, uh, but they do, they do end up playing Austin Wednesday. Um, I hope both teams
0: lose. So where is it at? In Austin or in Seattle? I imagine it's in Seattle. It looks like it's in Seattle. Let me mm.
1: let me double check that
0: fact for you. I was gonna uh, say, it's a, yeah, it's in game. Seattle.
1: <laughs> it is in Seattle. Uh, we could have because you're coming to San Antonio, right? We're gonna go
0: to SAFC Yeah, yeah, yeah. so fcfc when do they play on i don't know they play detroit on saturday i already looked because i was mm-hmm. i wanted to go to one but yeah guys we're gonna be in dallas on saturday i imagine alex has a long drive up to uh <laughs> up frisco to frisco yeah frisco is a suburb of dallas <laughs> look it up people oh i don't i don't understand anyway but we're gonna be there um hopefully we can talk to a lot of You guys, if you guys are, any of you guys are FC Dallas or Houston Dynamo fans, yeah, we just, we just want to talk, get the full experience of the real Texas Derby. Not that Mm -mm. wishy-washy that MLS wants to push on us, but yeah, we'll be there on Saturday, May 20th. It was going to be a really good game. I feel like, um, I haven't checked the weather, so I have no idea what that's going to be like because Texas weather's been iffy. Pretty iffy. Been storming out here. Yeah, so. Who knows what's going to happen, but anyway guys, that's all we have for today. Um like I said, we'll be in Dallas on May 20th. So if you guys want to talk to us, just let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at the stands pod. But anyway guys, we shall catch you guys next time.
1: See ya.